0: Hey everybody, this is Michael Richard. In this episode, I interview Gary Hammonds, owner of Wapiti Office. Please welcome, Gary Hammonds. Hi, I'm Michael Richard, and you're listening to the Ellensburg Post podcast, where I interview folks from Ellensburg and the surrounding area. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Uh, you've, how long have you had Wapiti Office?
1: Ten years. And start what that. did
0: you? What were you doing before you had Wapiti?
1: Prior to Wapiti <laughs> Office, I ran my own private consulting business independent consulting business for 30 years. Prior to that I was uh, working in industry, uh, in uh, air, primarily in aerospace uh, manufacturing. Uh, went to University of Washington, got two degrees, one in uh, electrical engineering, one in industrial engineering and launched off in my career, spent about 10 years in the corporate world, and then launched off in my own business, which was called Continuous Improvement Concepts. Launched that in 1988. And, and what, that was my consulting <clears throat> practice.
0: Okay, And what, what brought you to the Cle
1: area? Okay, Cle much later, so 30 years as an independent consultant. Um, then, to cut out all the middle stuff, 2008 happened, and prior to that we bought a second home, our cabin on the river in Cleelum. And when the financial crisis hit in 2008, we had sold our house in Redmond, we were living in a rental temporarily in uh, Sylvanna, Washington, and uh, decided that we would move to Cleelum. My wife was a professional contracts manager for Honeywell uh, at the time, and she continued. She continued on staying there for the next uh, three, four years, almost five years, I think. And she commuted back and forth okay. for the first couple of years, and then worked from home the last three years.
0: And where where did you get the the um, the, the Where did the name Wapiti come from?
1: Okay, uh, Wapiti is not my first business. Besides my consulting business, I also owned a screen printing business called SOS Screen Printing. And I owned an antique and collectible business called the Treasure Trove. Was that here in Cleellum? That was on that was in Seattle.
0: Okay. Down Where was that located?
1: It was out out of my house. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I had a shop in Snohomish for the antiques and collectibles, but we ran, we ran a screen printing business doing t shirts and those sorts of things out of our house.
0: Okay. And, and you said you've been in Clay Elam. You moved to Clay Elam. What? what year? In
1: uh, uh, 2000, 2008, mid 2008. Okay. Before the financial meltdown happened. Just before. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: And then how long was it before you started the, um, the Wapiti?
1: Well, I bought a small business that was for sale in town, which was then Mailboxes Unlimited. And I bought that and took possession of Mailboxes Unlimited in 2009, in June of 2009. I, uh, I bought the business uh, because the owner was going out of business so um, I saw it as an opportunity and basically bought it for uh, pennies on the dollar.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay great. <clears throat>
1: right. Mm-hmm. It also had uh, had a couple of part-time employees, a bunch of old equipment, and a fairly small uh, community. Um, <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? Be a, 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 a community business following.
0: base. Following, okay.
1: Yeah, following would be mm. a good one,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: for three years, it didn't make a penny.
0: And that was after 2008. But you're alive, Gary. You're still here. I am. You made it through. And but you're... after
1: three years, we turned our first profit. Okay. And been profitable ever since.
0: So you know how to run in, you know how to... To go in and look at a business, do your due diligence, and <clears throat> turn it
1: around. Well, for the 30 years prior to the business here, I was an independent consultant doing exactly that, uh, primarily for small businesses uh, in the manufacturing and distribution field. Mm. Did a lot of turnarounds, had a couple of failures where business businesses couldn't mm-hmm. be saved.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: all right, which happens. Okay. People. What people. Most people don't know about mm. kinds of businesses like that is they're typically started by somebody who is a great technician. Okay. A, a machinist, <clears throat> or even a chef.
0: This is in manufacturing.
1: Yeah, but it could be a chef mm. too. It could be in all kind Or you're really good at managing flowers or doing photography. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And people tend to try to turn that into a business, but don't have any clue on how to actually operate. A functioning profitable business okay they oftentimes provide a service or a product that has pretty broad appeal and the business will grow very quickly to the place of one two or five or ten million dollars in annual sales mm-hmm. for those that get there and never improve their business acumen they get in trouble
0: where do they get in trouble Gary where where's the first Would it be like in the on the accounting side? I've I've been in trouble myself, and and I can identify. It was definitely from the accounting side of things.
1: Well, uh, what what I found is that um, it's always the owner's fault.
0: In whose opinion?
1: Mine. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Well, yeah, it always yeah.
1: It's always the owner's fault. Okay. If if the accounting group is not working yes, properly, it, it's okay. your fault. Yeah. Okay. If you're not profitable, okay. it's your fault. Okay. If you're wildly profitable and highly successful, mm-hmm. it's your fault okay. as well. Okay. It always is, it mm-hmm. boils down to leadership right. at the top. What happens to most small businesses is that the owners don't hire the right people mm-hmm. to help them through the growth and want to maintain control over all aspects and they can't do it. They might have been the best machinist on Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. and can manage a business Mm -hmm. to a point. After that, you've got to diversify in your skill sets and get professionals who can manage the business and advise you properly. Most small business owners in that position don't.
0: And how, how, how long into the business does that typically occur? Does it vary wildly with all, all disciplines or is there like a point where, okay, I, I have two employees, I need to hire the third, and that's where they need to start letting things go? Uh,
1: anybody who starts a new business ought to have a strategic plan. Uh, and understand that their growth is going to require skills that they probably don't have. So it starts from the beginning, but what happens is that the owners get focused, if I can use a machinist as as an example, they're the primary person making all the parts. They take the orders, they make the parts, and they send them off to somebody in the shipping department who may know nothing about shipping, or they may do it themselves, and they're still trying, so they work. 14, 16, 18 hours a day, Mm, Okay. right? Mm -hmm. And they never allow any room for the business to grow and just simply don't hire because they think they can do it all. Wow. (laughs) Then they find out they can't. Mm. Then they find out that the business is not working, but they may still realize, may still not realize that they can't do it all themselves.
0: And how would you do that on the front end? How would you, how would you put together a, a strategic business plan that could look at all of that and kind of map out where things are going to head with the company? What how, would you send them to the SBA? Would you hire a consultant? Um, the business plan sounds like it's it's a pretty important component, and I would think that most. Machinists have never done a business plan before. They never
1: have. They never have. So what they have to do is, and you touched on it, they have to get some training and education. It could be through the Small Business Administration or it could be through independent training services, Fred Pryor seminars, or colleges and universities, or any of those kinds of things. And they typically should hire a consultant, just like you hire a financial advisor they should hire a business advisor.
0: So let's say I'm working on creating a podcast business model. Yeah. I have no business plan. Um, I I've, I've don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's just an idea that I could have some fun with. It, it might help the business community, but I, I'm just doing it on a whim.
1: Okay, and what you're telling me is it's a hobby. Not a business. It's a hobby. That happens. That's probably most common in small businesses. They have a hobby. It turns into the business. Mm. They begin at some point in time. If they're successful at actually growing the business, to hate it. Okay. I got you. Because gotcha. they lose mm-hmm. the passion yep, for the business. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. Mm, so watch out for that.
1: Because then, when the when the financial <gasps> aspect mm-hmm. kicks in, it's much more difficult.
0: Okay. That's good. That's really good information. Yeah hmm so so you know what you're doing when it comes to running a business
1: uh, I would say so I have my limitations like anybody else I, I know a lot more about certain kinds of businesses mm-hmm. than others uh, but given given a period of time any any business can be analyzed under the same set of guidelines
0: okay that's great you're, you're uh, you would be uh, helpful for you know, someone starting a new business. Now, can we touch just a little bit about the, I don't know if you want to talk about Vision Cleelum and where that was. Whatever you'd like. Because I heard rumor that you were involved in Vision Cleelum. I was. um, Actually found money to put into the airport in the area and um, nothing happened.
1: No, that that was done prior to Vision Cleelum. There was a a grant provided for the Cleelum Airport where they went out and redid the runways. That was actually done prior to Vision Cleelum.
0: How did you know about that grant, Gary? Uh,
1: It was part of my... Well, like I said, every business has certain characteristics. Uh, If you don't understand, for example, Uh, a municipal kind of business operation, you have to do a lot of research. So research is the key. I found out about it, one, by people who had been involved in it in the first place, because having a local airport was held up as a good vehicle for lots of rural communities in terms of providing an economic development uh, tool. Mm.
0: Okay. All right. Well, what would be your next if you could, if you could wave your magic wand, what would you, and you sold your your wapati um, business, what would you do to, to, uh, how would you spend your time, other than fishing? <laughs>
1: Hunting. <laughs> Just got back okay. from hunting quail okay. for three days. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. That's uh, good. That's you know,
1: good. I, I, I'll I be 69 in January. I've been through a lot of ups and downs. I don't know that I'm interested in starting something new. Mm, okay.
0: Fair enough. To be To be honest about it. Okay. All right. One more.
1: I've been doing it for 40 years. I got it.
0: One more question. Who? Actually, I'm gonna, uh, I've got three more questions. One is who, after you, would be an ideal candidate for me to interview? Someone in the business community that you would suggest that I talk
1: to? Let me throw it back to you this way. Uh, i I'll, I'll, better than that. I'll, I'll give you a good person, Kerry Clark.
0: You know what? I was just thinking. Once I ask you that question, it's like you know. I think Kerry would be, would be, the candidate that you're going to suggest. So. And, and,
1: and I say that because he he started with a piece of property and had to go through the development process to develop the props, uh, the property, mm. which started. Way back when, where the now Swiftwater Fitness building is, that used to be a tractor dealership. Mm-hmm. He owned the tractor dealership and had to have a building for it.
0: Carrie owned the yes. tractor company that moved to um, Yakima? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Kubota? Yes. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that he did. Have you talked to him lately? Is he doing okay? Or I have talked to him lately.
1: Up. He's he's he's, li- he's a little banged up right okay, now. Okay. if you've heard about his yep, accident, I did. But, but I haven't talked to him about. I haven't talked to him about ten days. Mm, okay. I
0: to, he can accept calls now if I call. Absolutely.
1: him? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be happy okay. to hear from you. I'm okay. Sure. So he's a guy. I also talk, might talk to Bob and Rob at um, Oh Swiftwater Fitness. Oh, that's great. Okay. But yeah. I, you might uh, talk to um, Lynn Romans of Woodridge Construction.
0: Mm. Okay, that's a great idea. I didn't okay. think about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Or Jeff Schaefer at Merle. Okay. Or, uh, Jeff
0: Schaefer.
1: Okay. Pardon me, yeah. Jeff yeah, yeah, Schaefer yeah, yeah, yeah. at Merle. Yeah, or, you know Jeff. Um, uh, shoemaker's owner now. Um,
0: I, I know. he's one sister, of the things as you get older, your memory kind of goes. It's, it's away. happening, you know Gary. That's why it's good that say, re-
1: we're recording this say conversation. I or, Klein or
0: uh, it's Claire's. No, you're thinking it's Claire.
1: Claire's brother. Claire's brother. Yeah, John. John. There we go. John Hine. John Hine. Yeah, John Hine. Okay. Yeah, John Hine. All right. One more question. He's one that I would talk to a bunch.
0: Well, I better practice
1: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. yeah just that'd be good.
1: What I was gonna do is is just just, uh, challenge you to think about all of the quote unquote successful businesses that you know of in the community that have been around for let's just say Mm ten years or more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because businesses come and go on a short lifespan. They're like moths to a flame. Right, right. right.
0: Okay. Legacy businesses. Yeah. So I
1: talked to Ben.
0: Yeah, Ben Goldie, all those guys. Yep, yep. I mean, the the purpose of the co- podcast is really set up to help other businesses. Like, I, you know, I'm starting a restaurant. I want to listen to this podcast on Ben Goldie, hear his backstory, how he how he got started, mm-hmm. and it's just a tool, another tool to help the the local business community. So, yeah. All right, one more quick question. Yeah, if you. Could create a message on a billboard coming into Cle Elum, what would that message say? And I I could have prompt, you know, I should have prompted you on, on some of these questions, but that's just we didn't have time to do that. So if, if you're driving, someone's driving into Cle Elum and they see a big billboard, what would what would you what would you like that message to say?
1: Uh from from my perspective, uh, it would be addressed toward inviting people and new businesses to come here. It wouldn't be about Four Seasons Recreation.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, that's great, Gary. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. That's good, Gary. Appreciate okay. you doing this, sure. uh, Gary Hammonds. And um, it's a wrap. Thank you, Gary. Sure. My pleasure. Well, a big thank you to Gary for joining us on this episode. And thanks for listening.